Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Free My Thinkers. What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Big Brother Tucker, and I'm going to give you a little bit of insight about me that I don't think that I have mentioned before, and that is my love of sports. I do love my sports, but it seems like the mainstream media talking heads, all the leftists, want to turn my NBA, my NFL, and my other sports into a new game. So, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to... You're a racist. That's right, boys and girls. In this game, you're a racist. We see how the brain-dead ass clowns, leftists, liberals, progressives, can take sports and use them as race-baiting division. First up, we have... (sighs) The View. Y'all, I don't... Just check it out. The only thing that would have made it better for me is, you know, finally we know that black quarterbacks can lead teams and are smart enough to lead teams. I would like to see... I always knew that. That was never a question. We knew that. But, um, you know, it takes people a minute to catch up. How about some black owners? (sighs) That's right, y'all. Apparently, it was this Super Bowl that let people know that black folks can lead teams. Huh? I... (sighs) The cumulative IQ of the women on view ranks somewhere between mayonnaise and dead roadkill. I, I just don't. I, they make my head hurt, y'all. First of all, sports lovers didn't give two shits that both the quarterbacks were black. And only one of them is far away black. The other one is mixed. We don't give a damn what race our quarterbacks are. We're looking for the best talent, the best team, and who wins the game. When you go to the sports books and put down money on the games, there's never a section saying this race versus this race or this black quarter. None of, none of that matters. It only matters to the people who want to race bait and, and create division in this nation among the common people. We don't care. Us sports fans don't give two flying We do not care. Secondly, secondly, and, and just as importantly, Let me see if I can list the black quarterbacks that have played in Super Bowls. We have had seven black quarterbacks to play in the Super Bowl. Doug Williams, Steve McNair, Donovan McNabb, Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Patrick Mahomes. But it wasn't until 2023 that all of a sudden we learned that black quarterbacks could take teams to Super Bowls. They they don't pay attention to s***. They just say s***. To get the people riled up, they don't pay attention to a damn thing. They act like this is new. They do the same thing in Hollywood, but that's another rant for another time. But to say that that, that we just now opened the public's eyes to black quarterbacks, I am here to tell you, sports fans don't give a shit about the color of their quarterback. We don't. We care on if he's good. That's it. It is all the outsiders. It's the outside influence, the mainstream media and the talking heads that do this. It's the propaganda that is promoted that puts emphasis on race of quarterbacks. Now, the next thing is is this one. Speaking of the Super Bowl, what's that boy's name? Eric Bieniemy. He is the offensive coordinator 
for the Kansas City Chiefs. The part that is the most irritating is that there are so many people stressing that the reason that he is this proclaimed offensive coordinator and hasn't had a head coaching position is because he's black. That's right. The NFL will not hire you according to some of these ass clowns. They will not hire you if you are black. Yet there are other people that tell a different story. Like check out this former NFL player who played under Eric Bieniemy. What he had to say about why he isn't hired. What's his value? What makes him a good offensive coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? When the plays are, are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about offensive coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you what Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But when I ask about um, Eric Bieniemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film or practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. Mm. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Then you, then you go to the, the Washington, where you got to call plays. You got to run the meetings. You got to run the installs. The last issue I have with him is what makes Andy Reid so great, not the, call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which, I mean, that's one of it. But the other thing is, like, adapting to the players. Well, being me, he's – my first practice, I couldn't believe it. He dog coaching, he dog cussing the players. I'm like, and not just the regular players, Kelsey, you know, you know, other players. So it's like, it's hard for me. I'm rooting for him because he's a black coach, and I love to see black coaches win. Also, he's a running back coach. Running back coaches will never get a chance to be True. office coordinators. The yeah. last one was like Anthony Lynn. So I want that to, 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 to do well for him. But if I have to do my job and be honest, my thing is just where is the true value at? Is it then, is it have anything to do with him being black in your opinion? Obviously, you ain't Roger Goodell. You don't know. You know what? Absolutely not. But people want to win. The color thing, I, I get it. It, it should be more black coaches. I definitely believe that. But if you come up for the Chiefs, they want to win. It has nothing to do with the, with the color barrier at all. There are also other little tidbits and things out there about Mr. Bienemy. They say he's not a great interview. You know, there has to be something going on to where he is not hired. And instead of looking at all these things, listening to somebody who played under him, it all comes down to he's not hired because he's black. Oh, okay. There are some out there that are saying it's the NFL is, is racist as a whole because how do you have a league that's upwards of 75% black and you don't have many minority coaches. Let's play with that a little, a little bit. Let me ask that question another way. Instead of focusing on the league being so predominantly black and so few black head coaches, how about we flip it? Why aren't we asking where are all the white players at? I mean, if we're going to play the race game, let's play it all the f way. Let's not bullshit ourselves. Y'all are worried about how it is an unbalanced, an, an uneven ratio of minority coaches to minority players. Well, how about we get some more white players in the game then? Oh, y'all don't ask that part. So you're, you're cool with it being only one way, which is kind of the definition of racism. Kind of, I said. Kind of. If you're only going to look at race to your advantage instead of looking at it as a whole. I'm, I'm asking the question. 
they they never seem to to flip it the other way and just shut the fuck up. My question was, what if you're so concerned about there being so many black players and so few black coaches? Well, how about we get some more white players in there? Oh, oh, y'all 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 don't want to talk about that part. Y'all y'all don't want to address that part. Okay, then as I said a second ago, shut the fuck up because sports is very much a meritocracy. It is the ultimate competition between two opposing sides that are simply trying to win. No race, no religion, no politics on that damn field. It's about who's better that day. That's all. You outsiders, stay the hell out of our games. Next. So, continuing in the world of racism, uh, what's the guy's name who created Dilbert? Scott Adams. I love the Dilbert comic strip. Had no idea who the dude was until recently when he went on a what they call a racist rant because of a Rasmussen poll. They polled black people and came up with the results that over half the black people they polled said it was not okay to be white. So here's what Scott Adams had to say about that. Half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll. Uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Get, where, wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. Right? This can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know I have a very low black population, because unfortunately there you know there's a high correlation between the density, and this is according to Don Lemon, by the way, when when he notes that the when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I, I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's no longer a rational impulse. And so I'm, I'm going uh, to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. Like I've been doing it all my life and I've been... The only outcome is I, be, I get called a racist. Now, out of everything that he said, what I had the most problem with is how he generalized it. Seriously. I, I don't like the fact that he, he generalized it, but I got the intent of what he was trying to say. I, I got, I understood what he was saying because my brothers and I, Frosty and Breeze and I have been saying, it's literally only a matter of time. Because, see, when you involve black people in things and something, anything doesn't go their way, it's because you're a racist. Even when black folks do something that doesn't go their way, it's because they're racist. It's, it's because somehow the black person that did not let the other black person get their way 
or they did something to offend the black person, the person that did the offending is somehow a racist? Gavin Newsom had a recall, a, a special election a couple of years ago by a black man named Larry Elder. I kid you not, the headline against him, Larry Elder, the black man, said the new face of white supremacy because he was a conservative going up against a liberal. It, it, it's amazing, isn't it? That no matter what, anytime you involve black folks, oh, Gavin Newsom's a white dude, so let that marinate. But anytime somebody black goes against the narrative or somebody speaks up against the narrative, they're racist. So when Mr. Adams spoke on it, I get it. Because if I'm running a business, this is me personally, and, and same thing, my brothers feel the exact same way. If I'm running a business, I would probably leave a certain type of black person out of my business because I don't need that drama. And I figure it was only a matter of time before other businesses recognized this, period. Instead of dealing with, I can't stand white people or white people, this, that, and the other, and if I don't get my way, it's all racist, then I'm just not going to hire you for that assignment. I'm not going to bring you into my business. So what Mr. Adams is saying is at its core, he's dead on right. He is dead on right. Because if you have half the black population, according to the Rasmussen poll, that says it's not okay to be white and they don't like white people, then if I'm a white person, I'm going to look at you and go, why the f*** should I deal with you? Why on any level should I deal with you? You might not like the way he said it because I wasn't too fond of it. He generalized. I would have said, you know, those black people that don't like white folks, leave them the f*** alone. I completely concur. But let me tell you how the media spins this. They have the headline one after another. Oh, it's a racist rant. Oh, he's a racist. Oh, he's this, that, and the other. You have people like Joy Ann Reed. You have people like Joy Reed. No, how will black folk ever survive without you, whoever you are? Okay, there is a lot to unpack there. The unabashed anti-blackness and racism, but also this country's long history of dubbing black people as the hateful, violent ones, while also exposing this weird offensive belief that white people need to get something out of helping others. And again, what has this guy ever done for anyone that's black? Anyway, also that part the Dilbert guy mentioned about a poll, he was talking about a poll by Rasmussen Reports, the right-wing polling outfit, that found 53% of black Americans agreed with the statement, it's okay to be white. I mean, why would a poll even ask that? Oh, because it's Rasmussen, of course, the agenda-driven conspiracy theory-boosting pollster who loves to stir the pot in the culture war. The phrase, it's okay to be white, by the way, has been labeled a hate slogan by the Anti-Defamation League. Oh, what have you done for the black population? What have you done for the black community? You have no idea what he's done. Let me tell you something. The most giving and generous people in this world don't put their name on it because they actually do it out of kindness and caring and not for the publicity or virtue signaling. They do it because they have a genuine caring for people. So you have no idea what he's done. He could be one of the top five donators to the United Negro College Fund and you wouldn't know. Y'all have no idea. And, and then they, they they come with all this stuff when he made the comment of move away from black people. 
you know, go go to your own thing, go go do your own thing, and things like that. The media turns around. Oh, he's promoting segregation. <laughs> like y'all not? Y'all have been, been highly, highly promoting segregation for the last five years. Oh, black people have that, need to have their own thing. Black people need to do this. It needs to be black America. This black, any black, black, black that. That's segregation. Whatever you say that black folks need their own things separate from white people media, which y'all have been saying. There are colleges that are demanding black-only dorms and, and black lunchrooms. And I think to myself, isn't that exactly what Martin Luther King fought against? But because the media says it, y'all co-sign it. But when somebody stands up and actually says it that y'all don't like, all of a sudden it's wrong. It's the same damn thing. People, open your eyes and see that the media and the powers that be have been trying, especially over the last five years, they have been on an intense mission to segregate y'all. The only difference is he said it and put it out there in a way that y'all didn't like it. The media has said it and they sugarcoated it. As a matter of fact, let me make it worse. The media has said it and made y'all think it's y'all idea. The powers that be have slipped in and made y'all think it is y'all idea. Those in positions of power, the mainstream media, have convinced black people that segregation is the way to go. Hey, black community, black America, the powers that be have made y'all institute Jim Crow 2.0. Next! You know, I mentioned it earlier, and I have mentioned it in previous episodes, and that is the overt racism of Hollywood. They try to convince us that they are better, that we should listen to them, that they are the diversity, inclusion, and equity capital of the world, that they are the fair and balanced, bring everyone in, we see everybody equally. That is what they try to tell you. Well, let me take that back. That is what they tell you. But the truth of the matter is, it's a lie. I'll keep saying it until people start listening, start believing, and start calling Hollywood out for their hypocritical bullshit. They are the most racist, bigoted organization out there. Because Hollywood is bereft of creativity and ideas. They will take old IPs, that stands for intellectual properties for anybody who did not know. They take old IPs and try to, instead of, we won't say the term whitewash, they take old IPs and try to brownwash them. And what do I mean by brownwash? I mean, they'll take old things that were traditionally based and rooted in white characters, Anglo characters, European characters, and throw minority faces on them. Disney is the worst at brownwashing. They do it whenever and wherever they can. Even when it makes zero sense, they do it. They just recently released a trailer for a, another one of their live action garbage remakes Peter Pan and Wendy 
where Peter Pan seems to have suddenly got a tan. And now the lost boys are now girls. Oh, they take it to the extreme. Tinkerbell is now black. But that's not the first fairy they've done that to. The live action remake of Pinocchio. The fairy godmother, I think, is a black dude. I mean, the pictures, because I refuse to give one second of my time to that nonsense. But the pictures from the trailer, I think that's a dude. I mean, uh, could be a bald head black woman. I don't know, but it's the race swap. And then, of course, they're, they're Little Mermaid, where Ariel is now black. It is abject, as I said earlier, it is abject lack of creativity and imagination and a show of laziness to take already established stories and characters and race swap. Disney's the worst, but Disney isn't the only. It was a a show that maybe the BBC, well, regardless of who did it, it was a show slash miniseries about Queen Elizabeth. And in this miniseries slash show, the queen was black now. I don't know why the, the shit is stupid. The shit is absolutely stupid. And it is insulting because... Instead of taking the time and researching minority cultures and their past and their lores, what they're saying is, in the words of my man Eric D. July, they're showing us that minorities have no validity unless they're based on white characters. Because all they're doing are taking established white European Anglo characters and putting brown faces on them. Well, why not research the characters of the minorities and create wholly original stories on them? They won't because they're lazy. They're afraid that that won't work. But they want to scream to you that they're better and everybody should be included and it's all about diversity. Well, if you really gave a damn about diversity, then really research the cultures that you pretend to exalt and uphold and and stand by. Quit just making us brown-faced versions of what's already established white and successful. That's that bigotry of low expectations. I've mentioned that before. That bigotry of, well, we know y'all can't do it unless, you know, you have our help. Man, f*** you. F*** Disney. F*** Hollywood. You, the plane you flew in on them shoes, your socks with the bell on it, your gay ass accent, them cheap ass cigars, your yuck mouth teeth, your hair piece, your chocolate, Guy Ritchie, Prince William, the queen. We are our own people. Treat us with respect. Do the research. Give us our own stories. Quit giving us white stories like we can't stand on our own. Hollywood ain't shit. Or as I'm not going to start calling it, hypocrite wood. I'm out. Well, that's it. And thank you for listening to another episode of Free Mind Thinkers. In case you ever want to see the graphics and videos that go along with these wonderful podcast segments, don't hesitate to check us out on our visual platforms, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute. You can find us there under the same name, Free Mind Thinkers. 
Check us out. Until the next time, take care of yourselves and dare to think differently.